The image you see on the cover of this book is a stock photo image. It's a staged shot, not real life, and I love it. Why? Because it's how I wish doggy foster parenting could be. I'd walk my tiny foster doggy down the street, her red leash matching my designer pumps, my couture dress swaying with each sexy stride. What? Why have a daydream if you're not sexy in it? And then once in a while, oops, Princess and I'd get tangled in the leash. Goodness gracious. But soon we're back in sync again, swishing our way up the block, being envied by all those who wish they were as cute a couple as we are. Ah, we are a vision of loveliness. But who am I kidding? My reality couldn't be any more different, even without the foster doggy added into the mix. No doggy foster parent I've met routinely dresses and acts like the girl on the cover. But I believe it's not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, I'd like to invite those folks, if they do exist, to join our foster brigade. I'm sure a group local to you could find an easy foster. Contrary to popular belief, they aren't as rare as unicorns. That wouldn't soil your attire, and maybe this dream of mine and the picture on the cover could mesh to become a reality. In my experience, fostering is not for wimps, cowards, or the otherwise mess or insanity challenged. Doggy foster parents who make it look easy are either living the sweet life I call denial, or they are the Mother Teresa of Doggyland. I am neither of these. This book is an updated version of 2008's Scream Like Banshee, 29 Days of Tips and Tales to Save Your Sanity as a Doggy Foster Parent which was named after my foster dog, Banshee, a black lab who was majorly talented at crazy-making and forced me to take a good look at myself. Crates ripped asunder, fences demolished, couches obliterated, doors splintered. These are the nightmares that routinely go along with doggy fostering, and Banshee Boy could do them all in spades. Granted, caring for a dog with issues may, with an emphasis on the may, still be easier than fostering a human child. But some days, you might just be tempted to trade in for the human. I've come to notice during my 14-plus years of fostering dogs that the dogs aren't the only ones who could use a teensy bit of help. Those of us helping the dogs could use a leg up ourselves. The animal advocacy community has its share of issues, a large slice of the issue pie, in my opinion, but there's a dichotomy I've noticed amongst dog advocates that really gets my goat. We have those who, although they cross-post all day long and wonder why the infamous they aren't stepping up to take a dog in need, never seem to feel an urge to do the dirty deed themselves. Then we have those who, in a saintly but just as disturbingly unhealthy pattern, feel the overwhelming need to take in every abused dog that crosses their never-turned-off computer screens. It's usually the first group, the never-get-their-hands-dirtiers, who claim the second group is not doing enough because such-and-such such dog is still in need of a foster home. At which point, in an effort to save their reputation, the saints of self-sacrifice feel they must do more, even though they already have 22 dogs and a major outbreak of kennel cough. These folks rush out to find a couple of hard cases to drag home in order to appease group number one and somehow feel all is right in their world again. This book is for you guys, all of you. We've got to find the balance, and somehow the idea of balance, as it applies to fostering dogs, has bypassed our movement.
It is my goal to bring us, as a group, back to the middle, the gray area, where the deer and the foster dogs play. Where those who can't foster because their mother lives in Alaska and she may come to visit within the next two years, at which point the dog might cause a run in her $50 stockings, step up and do just a little. And those who cry themselves to sleep every night at 3 a.m. after taking care of 15 dogs, drinking a bottle of wine and eating 27 Twinkies, step back and realize they have to start taking care of themselves, too. After we give a little, we can all live happily ever after in our perfect world with our perfect dogs in our perfect mansions, overlooking the rolling hills of our own little perfect doggy heaven. Ah, now doesn't that feel better? Let's do this.